You are listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Community Call podcast. I'm your, I'm your guest host, Michael S. Wilberkin from New York City, New York State, and um, pinch hitting for Murray as he has unforeseen events coming up. He is fine, though. Stress to you all. He is very well, just a side conflict of um, of um, events going on. And he has me pinch hitting for him, and it's an honor and a pleasure to do so. And joining me um, momentarily, if he's not here yet, is um, fellow panelists. This is the 2020 Community Call um, Podcast Panelist of the Year, Mr. Victor Rogers. Victor, are you back with us, sir? Victor, are you there? Okay, Victor is probably making his way in. But when we last left off, ladies and gentlemen, we were discussing the fact that the COVID-19 bill in terms of wrapping up this particular segment. And what we last left off were the polling numbers that the 75% of the United States of America is in support of the Biden COVID relief bill that was signed into law by President Joe Biden, which is coined the Biden COVID relief bill. And we were breaking down the numbers in terms of registered parties and registered voters. Um, 80% of registered Democrats favor this bill. 71% of registered independents favor this bill. The ones that were descendants are those that, from what we understand, um, those that wanted the $15 minimum wage to be included in this, but that is not off the table that that would be addressed at a nearby future um, future venue. But no doubt that eventually this, that will get passed, but we were under exigent circumstances with this um, emergency bill for COVID to expand um, unemployment insurance, help for the uh, middle class, small businessmen, and even um, the stimulus um, package of $1,400 going to um, going to the individuals and $2,800 for couples. Um, again, it's a stimulus check with stimulus um, direct deposit. So we mentioned about the Democrats and independents, but in terms of registered Republican voters, guess what? 59% of registered Republicans favor this bill. 59% of Republicans supporting a bill from a Democratic president. These are registered Republicans that are pretty much in the same economic um, situation as any Democrat or independent um, average working class people. But yet not one, not one Republican in Congress was on board supporting this. and. I did give a perspective of one um, editorial from New York Daily News that stated that um, it appears that Republicans are trying the old playbook of obstructionism and being the party of no, as they did with President Barack Obama, and then had the audacity to say 
um, to the American people. See, the Democrats cannot govern, put us back in charge, look at things done for you, which was a bold-faced lie and a cover-up to their um, sabotage of the U.S. government and sabotaging the needs and concerns of the American people. Victor gave his perspective eloquently, um, identifying um, similar um, situations and addressing others, pretty much um, calling out Republicans' hypocrisy of the matter because of the sudden technical difficulties. I cannot remember offhand as to um, what his exact words were, uh, probably asking to um, clarify that when he comes on board, if he is on board yet. Are you here, Victor? Victor, are you here yet, sir? Okay, it looks like Victor is still trying to um, make his way in, but the where we last left off, I was going to give you my own perspective of the matter, and that is what the Republicans have been doing for the past four years, been catering to just one person, one egotistical person in the name of Donald J. Trump, president or not. I say president or not because instead of working for the American people, they've been only catering to Trump and Trump's cult base, totally ignoring and pretty much neglecting um, their own constituents. And then now Trump is out of office. Republicans have to explain as to how in the world they are still um, defying the will of the people of their own constituents, but yet still going down to the Mar-a-Lago residence of where Trump is and meeting with him in private. The man is no longer in office. Why are you still consulting with him? And then in the meantime, still abandoning their constituents, which make up part of the American body, the American people. And you wonder why Republicans, you keep losing elections. You wonder why you keep losing support from your own constituents. That should have been a wake-up call when registered Republicans said and have done voted for Democrat candidate, now Democrat President Joseph Biden. So that was my perspective of what was going on here as to you have 59% of Republican voters supporting this, but they made it clear that their representatives are not giving a hoot about their well-being, and it ought to serve as a notice and let this sink in, ladies and gentlemen, as to who is for the American people, and that is the Democratic leadership, and who's not for the American people, that is the Republican leadership. So keep that in mind, please, as we go into 2022 and even 2024, when these elections contests comes up, you better believe that we here at Community Call Podcast will do everything to remind you all and ask you to spread the word, spread the message of truth that we're sharing with you here so as to not be um, duped by the continual lies of the current Republican Party that is still swayed 
by one Donald Trump. So with that in mind, and I'm still hoping that Victor makes it back in our 2020 panelists of the year, but we're going to shift gears right now with the um, remaining um, amount of time that we have left. And in the headlines, as you probably well heard, um, and I'm in New York now, and my governor, um, Andrew Cuomo, suddenly is facing a rack of accusations of sexual harassment, sexual assault by um, a number of females who claim that they are totally uncomfortable with him and he's done things to make them uncomfortable. No doubt, as we have addressed this, ladies and gentlemen, while Joseph Biden was running for the presidency, that there were amount of um, accusations on the same level or similar level um, lobbied against him, one notably Tara Reid. But at the same time, we have a multitude of women that have made and what people have found to be substantiated claims against then Donald Trump. And even to the point that Trump is on record boasting to extra host Billy Bush uh, when he was um, host on another show, Access Hollywood. Mr. Trump boasting that he can do whatever he wants to whichever women, and women love it. And you can, and he says, grab them by the private areas. We won't say the exact quote here, but allow you. Uh, probably know and remember hearing of Trump using such vulgarity and doing so with such arrogance. So what is so concerning here is that there are more and more people calling for Andrew Cuomo to resign from office. That's not just being said by Republicans, but it's being said by Democrats. Um, we did establish, Victor and I did establish that the Democratic Party is the party of accountability. And meanwhile, Republicans, well, Republicans these days are just two-faced. Well, um, the two words we must never, ever forget, ladies and gentlemen, and um, those two words are due process. Now, there were people calling for Cuomo to resign even before um, an investigation had begun. Investigation being led by New York State Attorney General um, Letitia James, and she has hired two attorneys to um, conduct this investigation into um, Andrew Cuomo. And the thing is, is that there's still people calling for Como to resign. Um, I think I hear Victor coming on. Are you there, Victor? I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm glad you made that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. When, um, as I was waiting for your return, and I explained to the um, folks, we did have some technical difficulties in which I'll our friend and main host Murray was able to clear up on his end um, 
was he was the one responsible for getting us back in track here. So thank you very much, Murray. And um, like I said, we're back. I did give the perspective of the COVID-19 um, bill, Victor, and how is it that 59% um, of the registered Republicans um, support the bill, but not one of the Republican um, members of Congress were on board. And I hit home of the fact that these Republicans for the past four to going on five years been catering to one person only, and that was Donald Trump, president or not. And the reason why I said president or not is because here's the guy is out of office, and he's trying to make a safe haven, so to speak, down at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. You Republicans, these Republicans had a job to do for the American people, for their constituents. But once again, neglecting that and finding themselves flying down to Mar-a-Lago to privately meet with Trump and more and on more than one occasion, for God knows what reason. Why are you going and consulting with a guy that is no longer in the White House and that's what cost you guys the victory to begin with? So, And, and, and Michael, mm -hmm. can I say this? And Trump Real quick, not because care. I've got to get to the Como. Okay, he don't care how he treats these people. I mean, he literally cussed um, Kevin McCarthy out during the insurrection. Cussed Very him out true. And told him that, oh, they care about the election more than you do. Exactly. And they had some words back and forth, but yet Kevin McCarthy still go down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring of Trump. Now, in my history, of looking at president, I've never seen a one-term president get treated so much like Trump. Jimmy Carter, one-term. Democrats had to move on. We had to uh, come up with another agenda, which we came up with the, uh, the electing of Bill Clinton. George mm -hmm. Walker Bush, one-term, and Bill Clinton was elected and served two. So I don't understand how you have a group of people kissing the ring of a one-term president. And I'm glad you um, went into more detail, and I don't know if you want to call it graphic detail, but the fact of the matter is, I said, let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen, especially as we progress to the 2022 congressional election and the 2024 uh, presidential election, because we, at the very least here at Community Core Podcast, We'll make sure we will remind all our listeners and ask our listeners to spread the word to others that they know as to why these Republicans cannot be trusted and to, again, drive home the point you have nearly 60% registered Republicans that feel the same way as registered Democrats and independents do, but not one of their representatives is listening to them. They are just abandoning and turning the blind eye and deaf ear to the very constituents they swore to be working for, that they took an oath to, but instead betray that oath and just catering to Donald J. Trump and Trump cult base. And so they want to be like that. We're going to make sure all of America and 
as Murray keeps saying, the world is watching, and they will continue to be watching. Keep stressing the point and keep stressing the fact of how these Republicans are and stress the fact that who's really caring for and taking care of the American people and who is not. So with that said, um, going on to um, Como with the remaining time that we have left, I was giving a summary as to what Como was facing, um, even calls for impeachment by Republicans that are shooting their mouths off on this, but then there are Democrats that are telling um, Como to step down to resign, and then now a Democratic-led um, New York State Assembly is initiating what could be considered an impeachable process. But meanwhile, the inquiry and investigation into these allegations against Como have just begun. And of course, they were um, initiated by Attorney General Patricia James. Meanwhile, as you have done earlier, Victor, you made comparison to um, the fact that Trump has about four times the amount, maybe even more, of the women that have made claims against him, but were either, or we know they were hushed with the hush money, um, and the Republicans kept blocking any and all investigations. In other words, bending over backwards and covering up for Trump. Which I find very astounding. Can I say this too? Not only that, uh, Karen McDougal, the Playboy model that um, was paid off, Stormy Daniels, the South porn star that was paid off. Um, Then we got this conversation he had with Billy Bush from, I think it was inside. I mentioned that part. I mentioned that part too, yes. The things he said there, that tells you the type of person he was when he talked about grabbing them by the crotch. If I see a pretty woman, I'm a celebrity, I can walk up and kiss her without her permission. The last time I could remember, that is sexual assault. And he admitted it. It is. Yep, that's exactly true. That's exactly true. Let's stress to everyone, Victor, that in no way, shape, or form do we say two wrongs make a right. But as I was listening to a morning talk show in my urban area, the local show, um, the host, whose name I will not repeat, but he made an eloquent point. We all heard the song, The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Well, he put it as a thin line between flirtation and sexual harassment. And the thing is, is that uh, flirtatious, um, there's a difference between flirtation, flirting, and sexually harassing people. And, you know, that is true. And the co-host of that show, who is a female and a lawyer and herself a victim of sexual harassment, she said she had to put on the legal side of herself. And the fact of the matter is, and she repeated the words due process. There must be due process and a thorough investigation. And both of them have said that it is astounding that there are growing Democrats 
who want to be the party of accountability. Yes, you get it. I get it. God bless them for that. But you got to go about doing it the right way and having due process because you do not want to make the same mistake as you did when you forced Al Franken, Senator, former Senator Al Franken, out of the seat. That he, and, he was forced to give up the seat, and there yeah. was never, never, ever any investigation into allegations set against him in which all allegations go far back into his early comedy career, particularly when he was a star on Saturday Night Live. Now, if that was such a problem, why wasn't it addressed as he was running for um, Senate? As he was running for the Senate. So the same okay. thing goes. I'm sorry. So the same thing goes with Como that you have him in office now in a public spotlight for multiple decades, first as New York State Attorney General, and then now a three-time New York State governor, yet not once has any of these allegations come forth to um, derail his campaign back then, and everyone was successful. Now, you cannot say a simple touch on a bare back because of the outfit someone was wearing is sexual harassment. No, you cannot say that. Right. I mean what I mean um, what if the woman what if the woman um stumbled back and then he happened to catch her to keep her from getting hurt. Oh, you touched exactly. her bare back as sex as sexual harassment. No. And the thing is is that my concern because we have one upstate Republican who is a forever Trumper Representative, and she's from the House of Representatives, U.S. House of Representatives, Elise Stefanik, who started. I remember you mentioned her before. She started this impeachment call against Como for the uh, nursing home debts, in which the nursing homes were not of state government responsibility. These were private sectors, not-for-profit organizations with which Como had offered assistance to in the midst of this pandemic, but he said that they will have to let him know if they need assistance. But, um, and someone I know and love had eloquently put, they want assistance, but they want their money up front. So they never ever got any, they never ever made any requests and a formality and the government formality that Governor Como had um, offered to these particular nursing homes. All in all, this was something that was blown out of proportion. And then now came the sexual harassment, I don't want to use the word stunts, but this is the kind of mess that almost derailed um, Joe Biden from his campaign for presidency. And we all remember Tara Reid's and her most, definitely. Um, most uh, inconsistent statements and even to the point where at the end, she's on record saying, oh, I don't want him criminally charged. I just don't think he's fit for office. He should um, withdraw from the race. Exactly. Oh, so now, that's what um, this is about, huh? Yes. Real so, um, yeah, Michael, I'm sorry to cut you off. Now, 
I want to go back to Al Franken real quick. Al Franken, yeah. you remember Al America Radio? That's right. And that's where he um, pretty much started politically with the Al American Radio, had his show on, and his show was to counter the late Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. And um, even when the first lady came out about the things he was doing, doing I think it was the USO comedy tour, and she mentioned it, and they showed the pictures, but she said, I don't want him to resign, but I just point, I'm just pointing these things out. And then even Donald Trump, even Donald Trump said that Al Franken was pushed out too fast. I found that interesting. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Because, I, you know, I'm glad you brought up Rush Limbaugh because you and I, right now are in a compare and contrast mode that here it is Rush Limbaugh yes he's deceased but truth be spoken he and Trump being the same league when it comes to respect or should I say non-respect for women and we already heard what um, Trump has said and then Rush Limbaugh is on record trashing women especially when it comes to women's health and and um, I forgot what it was that women were trying to get, but there was um there was one woman. I gosh, I forgot her name, but and he called the woman. A slut. I know who you're talking about, but I cannot yeah. remember her name. I, I, remember I cannot remember her name. Georgetown University. Yeah, and exactly. I cannot remember what they were fighting for. I because think, she had um, she had a physical condition. That she needed, um, she needed contraceptive. That's what it was, Con- a certain contraceptive pill to take because she had an unusual physical condition and health condition, but had nothing to do with her reprodu- uh, not, I shouldn't say reproductive stuff, but had nothing to do with being intimate whatsoever. No. Russian Bach took it to the point of calling her a slut and saying, so we're supposed to pay her to have sex. And yeah. he was very vulgar about that, and let alone totally falsehood. But the whole thing is that now we're looking at the Como situation, and there was already concern that some people, and I got to tell you, Victor, all the callers in this morning um, New York City urban show that I was listening to, and a lot of them were female, they hit the nail on the head and said they believe that they're trying to get Como out because Como is a clear, established nemesis of Trump. The fact that Como led the state through this pandemic and at the same time giving heads up to the other states that may be getting into this pandemic and being affected or how to beat this. Como was more of a national leader than Trump could ever hope to be. All right? Exactly. So, there's, so there is the um, difference between the two right there. And given the multiple civil and criminal lawsuits that Trump is facing, even here in New York State, there's concerns that there's conspiracy to get Como out and then possibly 
try to get a Republican into office, not just any Republican governor, but a pro-Trump, very friendly, very Trump-friendly governor to which possibly give Trump a multitude of pardons just within New York State. But mind exactly. you, he still faces the same uphill battles in other states that he has screwed the um, people in those states. So this guy who has been uh, pretty much an organized crime leader, he has a lot of stuff to face, and it's nowhere to nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, as Martin the Vandellas, Motown female group legends, have eloquently um, pointed out. You were going to say? Um, yes. Um, I, I looked it up. The young lady who um, Rush Lambar called a slut, her name was Sandra Fluke. Sandra Thank Fluke, you. I who was a law student at Georgetown University. And it was about the bus control um, that she needed, um, you know, from the insurance company. And like you said, it was not for intimate use, but it was for a rare uh, disease. A medical. Um, yes, medical issue. Now, um, when Governor Cuomo was given his briefing, people were looking more forward to listening to Governor Cuomo's uh, briefing about the coronavirus than Donald Trump, mm-hmm. who was talking about injecting people with disinfectant cleaner, like, you know, Lysol or yep. whatever. So he came up with all these different plans, but at the same time kept saying it's a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a democratic hoax. Exactly. So you kept flip-flopping, you keep giving mixed messages, and meanwhile, your line is leading to people dying. Exactly. I, I can remember this time last year, I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I was in an NTO school uh, for the Army National Guard. And I remember the first person died from the coronavirus. I remember everything right. in Fayetteville, North Carolina being locked down. And then I remember him saying, oh, um, it's, it's going to go away. Then I remember him putting the hydrochlorine, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it correctly, hydroxychlorine. I remember him putting right. that. And right. I remember it- all these inadequate statements that he was making. It'll be gone by the summertime. Uh, I was trying to keep the people on the boat right. in the ocean to keep the numbers from going up. All right. these asinine things that he was doing, but he right. was not being presidential. Then you you listen to a call that was recorded by um, Washington Post journalist Bob Woodard, where he said, oh, I was saying these things because I didn't want the people to panic because I knew the seriousness of it. Victor. Can you hold that yes. thought because we're, we're running short on time and okay. it's a good way to close off to, um, and we certainly can pick this up again the next time we meet with um, Murray and reminding people of um, what Trump has said. But as we're closing off on Como and the podcast, we just want to stress to Republicans, once again, we're calling you out on your hypocrisy. You're trying to rush Como out. As, as you do with all the Democrats, and then when it comes to people within your party, now all of a sudden it never happened or it's a private matter and you want hands off and you bend over backwards protecting that person. 
despite of the numerous evidence against that person. And for you Democrats, my fellow Democrats, remember two words, due process. Yes, accountability. You definitely got that on the plus side and, and instead of um, Republicans who can't follow that, but do it the right way, um, you know, with the due process and give Governor Cuomo his due process. Um, any quick words, um, any quick words, um, Victor, before I close out? Uh, yes, I just want us to stay focused, um, and I just want to continue to piggyback on the word due process. Thanks so much, Guy. And on behalf of Victor Rogers, folks, this is Michael Wilberkin, senior panelist and guest host, pinch hitting for Murray Riley Jr., whom I'm sure will be back with us next time. And as Victor has said eloquently, stay focused. And as Murray always says, whatever you do, wherever you go, wherever you see and hear, always remember and stay in peace, stay in love, and have a good night. Stay peace. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.